Hello, everybody. Good morning, y'all. Um, welcome back to the first episode of the new season of Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. I'm your host, AJ Vandertunt, the Tunty Poos with the Cunty Poos. Um, <laughs> wait, that sounds like I have a poopy cunt. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> well, we'll just say that I'm back for the hostess with the not the mostest, but the but no alitosis. I think that's a good way to say it. Um, if you can't tell, my voice sounds like a little bit crazy. Um, unfortunately, it is not from vocal cord damage, which some of you may say, oh, bitch, you were just sucking too much dick. Somebody hit the back of your throat too hard. No, no fun came with this. Unfortunately, I'm just recovering from a condition called uveolitis, where your uvula swells, and then it makes me sound like a prepubescent teen all over again. <clears throat> Imagine allergies piped up to a million and then on top of that, the change in weather hits you even harder. But it's okay. You're here with me. I'm here with you. And we have some shit to talk about because it's a minute, but since we got together and had a conversation and then the other part of it, I got some shit to talk to y'all about today too. Um, but if you like the show, if you want to interact with the show, if you're happy that I'm back for another season, please feel free to reach out to me by email, or you can go ahead and hit me up on all of the socials at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy or by email at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's Lifestyle, G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy at gmail.com. And I'm not even going to give y'all a curse word limit because, you know, I put everything on pause for a minute to prepare for a new season. So you can use as many curse words as you want to. As many as you want to. And I guarantee that I'll continue reading your email until I'm tired of it. <laughs> so just don't get repetitious with the curse words. Don't use bitch seven times in the row. Throw in like a cunt, a whore, a shit bag or something in between the bitches and I got you. I will read it. So it is 2021. It is May 5th on this day of this recording. So it is Cinco in some circles and for some people, it's May 5th. And before that, if you are a Star Wars fan, your big holiday was May the 4th be with you. But, you know, whatever you do, however you celebrate it, I hope you all have a great day, a great weekend, a great holiday. Or if you're listening to this in the future and May 5th is no longer even considered a holiday, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's like Smeckledorf Day or Galactic Donut Day. If it's Galactic Donut Day, pfft in heaven for it. But I, there's just a couple of things I want to get in and talk to first before we get to our topic today. One of the first things that I do want to talk about, and this has been on major news headlines, which I just don't understand and I don't feel it is worth being broadcast because we're only giving this individual more and more and more and more reasons to be seen and listened to by people. Um, the upset orangutan that is former President Donald Bitch-Ass Trump, uh, is in a legal battle and possibly maybe getting his Facebook back. Now, of all things, when I go into a news website or I turn on the news, I don't expect to hear, oh, such and such is about to be unblocked from Facebook. How many of us have been put into Facebook jail? Pretty much everybody. 
for reasons beyond our control and then sometimes because we are in control. But I don't feel it requires a national headline to tell us that Donald Trump may get his Facebook back. We all know that Facebook is full with racists. It is run by people who don't respect Black people and racists. And it's got Mark Zuckerberg as one of the creators who, if is not the most evil person on the internet, is definitely close to it. Um, You know, the others are up there too. But Mark Zuckerberg, you take the cake on being not only a pussy with no backbone, but then also somebody who wants to do all these horrible things to people in free speech and black people. Let's just keep it 100. So I really don't care about Facebook. But Donald Trump is in a fight to get his Facebook back. And apparently there's some kind of Facebook oversight board that released a statement saying that the social network can keep blocking Donald Trump if they decide to, since it is a private platform and is not run by the government. Uh, One thing that I do want to make very clear when it comes to the rules of free speech, laws for free speech and things that have to do with free speech in our Constitution and our government bodies, that is meant to say that the government cannot impede on your freedom of speech. That means the government can't come in and say, hey, you can't post that on your Facebook, but you know who can regulate your speech on their platform? Facebook. Because it is privately owned, that means the government does not have the right to tell you you can be allowed to be on there or you can't be allowed to be on there. So <clears throat> this is an interesting battle. I'm not even going to say a legal battle. I'm just going to say it's one of those Trump-style battles where I'm pretty sure we're going to have the crazy white people who are out there in their souped-up pickup trucks that sound like a volcano when you hit the gas pedal which, by the way, is quite a trigger for me, and I don't know if it's a trigger for other Black people. If it's a trigger for you, I would definitely love to know, but it is a complete trigger for me, and I immediately think that white people are going to start lynching us when I hear a souped-up pickup truck and that loud engine zooming down the street. It literally, I'm not even going to lie, scares the shit out of me. Uh, to hear that, because I associate that sign, that sound with white men who are racist and who are here to kill just me i don't know if any of you else relate to that but i do um but you know i saw that a few people sent me some stories and stuff that they asked me to talk about and this was one of the things with donald trump and getting his facebook back quite frankly if you get the maniac mandarin off of this platform i'll be fine with it but if you bring the maniac mandarin orange to this platform, I'm just going to delete my Facebook altogether. I mean, it's already suspended by myself because I really don't care for it. But if he comes back, I'm just going to go ahead and delete the whole thing. Um, Instagram, that goes for you too. Just because it's quite tiring to see all these things on the internet. Um, One of the things that I am happy to report though, more and more people that I know in my circle and around the areas that I decide to socialize with, have decided to get their COVID vaccine. Um, The COVID vaccine process, I got the COVID vaccine back in January. It was a pretty easy vaccine to take. Uh, My second dose was the beginning of February, which I did have a little bit of a reaction where I had a headache for a few hours and I was pretty lethargic throughout the day, which I just slept through. Um, I will encourage people to go get your vaccine, but I will also encourage people to not shame or force other people to get a vaccine if they decided to not get their vaccine. 
Um, vaccine hesitancy is definitely something that is out there. It's conversations that need to be talked about and had in all different situations because vaccine hesitancy is a real thing. Based on who you are, maybe you have a very negative view or history with the healthcare system. Um, you know, if you are Black and you are very well aware of situations like the Tuskegee incident, where Black men were just essentially experimented on and left to die, and their health wasn't taken into full account when it came to treating them, that can be another reason why maybe you don't want to get a vaccine from the providers of healthcare who in our country, again, is still at this point in time, are overwhelmingly white or not Black. So I can understand the hesitancy Get all the information you can. And the information sources that I would say to go to would be the CDC, actual manufacturers of the vaccine, and then doctors and healthcare professionals that maybe you independently trust to get your information. Don't just Google. Don't go to any QAnon shit. And just so you know, they're not injecting nanobites or tracking devices into your body. You already have the best tracking device with you, and that is your cell phone. If you have a cell phone of any kind, doesn't matter if it's a flip phone or not, you already have the tracking software the government wants you to have with you. So don't worry about a vaccine. <clears throat> if you have gotten the vaccine, I do want to speak to you about making sure that you're still taking care of yourself. Having the vaccine is definitely a great thing, but still early in the early phases of this vaccine combating the virus. So I would still suggest that you protect yourself by wearing a mask, continuing to wash your hands, and making sure to protect all of your hygienic areas and your hygiene in general to keep yourself healthy. Uh, it's still important to keep yourself healthy even after being vaccinated because there are those variants that are out there that we still don't have full information on, but being protected is an extra barrier for yourself and it can also protect your family members and loved ones from getting sick or having them be a carrier of transmission of the virus. So I'm off my soapbox now. That's all I want to say with y'all for that. But there's some shit we gotta talk about. <laughs> Since I last posted, uh, I have now become single again. I no longer have a person. And I am very happy to say that I am single. This is a positive move for my life and the direction that I'm going. And I only see it as a benefit to myself and to everybody else in this world who wants to get interaction with me on any kind of level. I always tell myself that it's important to look for red flags in a relationship. And this one had a lot of red flags. Let's talk about some of these red flags because these are things that I feel if you're in a relationship, maybe you should hear somebody else talk about them as well. One of the first red flags in the situationship that I was a part of was my partner never wanted to reciprocate affection in any way, shape, or form towards me. Uh, you know, when you give affection to a partner, it's not that it's expected that you'll get something back or that you're supposed to get something back in that moment of affection. Everybody is different. But when you provide a lot of affection and receive absolutely none at all, that can truly be a sign that there's a problem in this relationship that you're having. One example of it that I'll give is that I would always wanna hug my partner, maybe give him a little kiss, slap him on the bum or something, talk about, hey, bitch, you got a fat ass. Something to just be 
happy with my partner, that I'm not going to do with friends. Unfortunately, I never got any of that back. I got my partner to kiss me once out of the seven months we were dealing with each other because he wanted to make a point to a friend of mine who was in the car with me at the same time that I'm taken because he was afraid that me and my friend were closer than just friends. Which leads me into a second warning sign. There was this extreme paranoia that I was dealing with other people, having sex with other people, dating other people because he and I were not having sex. Now, one of the issues that was there, and we'll lead into that, and this is another red flag in a relationship. When you are not having sex with your partner, that is not a red flag. But when you're not having sex with your partner, even though you're willing to have sex with your partner and have tried having sex with your partner, but your partner refuses to have sex with you and every day is trying to ask if you're having sex with somebody else or is insinuating that you're having sex with somebody else or accusing you that you're having sex with somebody else, even though you've willingly made the decision to try and give them sex or fill their desires, or maybe you are getting them off every night that you're together, but they aren't doing anything for you, that's a sign that either this person is stepping out of the relationship on you, they have somebody else, or maybe they're just not attracted to you, or the other sign is, this is a one-sided situationship and you need to reevaluate for yourself if this is what you want. In my situation, it was truly coming out that this was one-sided because my partner was not having sex with me. I wanted sex. He said he wanted sex, but never ever wanted to give me sex, but expected me to suck his dick and make sure that he got a nut anytime we were together. That was a completely one-sided, unfair situationship, and I'm very happy that I got out of it from that point. Because alongside the lack of sex, but the continuous accusations that I'm having sex with other people, there are moments of extreme controlling, of him trying to separate me from my friends, him trying to separate me from my family, him trying to separate me from my own independence, which was definitely a huge red flag because whenever you have a partner who tries to separate you from yourself independently and separate you from your family and friends, this person is trying to establish control in your life, take over your life and make sure that you have no way out from them. And that's where this was leading. This was leading to an emotionally abusive, which it already was starting to become emotionally abusive, and most likely a physically abusive relationship. So I am happy that I took the moment and the power back myself and said, I want to break up. I don't want to be a part of this because this is only bad. Now, in a relationship, I want to make it very clear, you do not ever have to have a validation or a reason for saying that you don't want to be a part of this anymore. You are an independent individual, adult, even maybe you're a preteen. Maybe you're not an adult, but you're dating. Whoever you are, if you're listening to this, if you're a preteen, you shouldn't be listening to my show in the first motherfucking place. But if you are a teenager or a preteen, you don't have to have a reason on why you want to break up with somebody that you are dating. The reason enough is that you want to break up. And if you want to break up, break up with them, dump them, go about your business and be the individual that you are because you have the right to do that and you have the right to be that. Never stay with a nigga 
because you think it's going to get better and you can fix him when you see all of the red flags saying that this is only about to get worse, girl. Never. No matter how good the dick is, no matter how much the potential you see is there, no matter if you think you can fix him, your job is not to be the fixer in a relationship. When you are in a relationship with somebody, you are mutually coming together to build a life together. And if that person is not where you need them to be, there's no problem with you saying, hey, girl, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to pack my bags and go because this ain't for me. Now, in my situation ship that I just recently got out of, I always did my best to put my best foot forward and try to be there as a support for my partner. But it seemed like my partner wanted me to walk on eggshells around them all the time and always be worried that I'm going to lose him. And I always have this fear that I'm going to lose him. Now, it's okay in a relationship to have that feeling to yourself, to say, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure I don't lose my partner. That is perfectly fine. That is okay. But when your partner puts the expectation on you that, hey, you're going to lose me if you don't do this. Hey, you're going to lose me if you don't do this. Hey, I'm a scarce individual out here and people want me. Your partner is not doing that from a healthy place for that relationship. Your partner wants to make you have fear in your heart that you're going to lose them. So at any point when they say, well, this is what I want you to do now. And if you don't do this, I'm gonna you're going to lose me. That's abuse. That is an un fair power relationship, power dynamic in a relationship. If you feel that, leave. Leave. I'm going to tell you to pack your bags and leave. Leave that hoe before they get the chance to dig those claws any deeper into you. Leave. That's what you got to do. You know, even recording my podcast became an issue for my partner. This podcast is for entertainment purposes. But it's also chronicling events in my life that now at this point I think are quite funny. My partner heard an episode of my podcast, especially one of me talking about hooking up with people. And of course, he became very angry and judgmental and said, oh, well, you must be fucking people because that's what you talk about in your podcast. Omitting all of the facts that these are situations that occurred decades before we even met. <laughs> so... He got all mad, got in his feelings, and then, of course, went on attack mode and accused me of cheating and doing all these other things because he couldn't handle the fact that I have a life outside of him. And that didn't work for him. My partner wanted to control every facet of my life. It even put me in jeopardy where I had to stop recording for a minute because it seemed like every time I took the minute out to say, hey, I'm in a recording space, which means I can't talk to you on the phone, which means I can't be sitting in your face talking with you, he assumed I was cheating on him. These are all bad, 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 bad signs, huge warning signs that I went through. So I want to share them with you so you can be prepared because you may have a red flag nigga in your life. And it is okay if you have a red flag nigga in your life. What matters is what you do when you see those red flags to protect yourself, your mental and physical well-being, and just your life in general. I just wanted to share that with y'all because I don't know who I'm speaking to. Maybe somebody out here needed to hear it. Maybe somebody out here needed to know that there is situations you'll be in in a relationship where you think, no, I've got to muscle through this. I've got to handle this. I've got to do this. Or you're ready to leave, but you're like, I just don't have a reason. I'm here to say you don't need a reason. Your biggest reason is you don't want to be there. And if you don't want to be there, you don't have to be there. No matter what your friends think, 
no matter what your family thinks, no matter how long y'all been together, if you don't want this, you don't have to take it. <laughs> so I'm going to take a little break. I'll be right back. Give me a little moment. Fix up the throat. Get a little drink in me. And then I need all of the tops. Excuse me. <laughs> I need all of the tops. I can't even say that without almost losing my breath. I need every single top who listens to this podcast to come to the table because I've got some questions, comments, and concerns for y'all. But I'll be back. All right, y'all. I am back. And now we got to talk to the tops. I know I have a lot of tops who listen to this podcast, a lot of bottoms, a lot of gay people, straight people, whoever, however you identify, whatever. But if you are a gay top, the pitcher in the situation, not the catcher, I need you to come to the table. Because over the last couple of months, I've had some stories that I have learned, developed, and I need to talk about when it comes to tops. Well, first thing, um, just to reach back to a few minutes ago, my partner in my situationship that I was dealing with was a top. He was a total top. And he had some top mentalities that I think that we should talk about and break down. Now, one of the things that came into play with him being a top is that he felt there are certain situations that would make him too feminine to identify as a top. One of those things would be giving your partner a kiss out in public. Not even PDA, but let's say we're in a car just by ourselves and I just lean over and want to kiss. According to him, tops don't do that. It's too feminine. It doesn't work. Or maybe I just want to play with my partner's hand while we're in the car. Hold their hand, cup it, everything. Tops don't do that according to him. It's too feminine. <laughs> These are some things that are toxic when it comes to being a top. Toxic masculinity still runs wild through the gay community. Um, even probably worse because unfortunately we are stuck with dating men. And if I could just be quite frank, I fucking hate men. It just I do. And I'm a man. I hate men. But my partner was so, so stuck on the idea of being a top that this hyper-realized, hyper-toxic, masculinized top that men have in their heads led to part of the downfall of our relationship. As a top, you don't have to be some fully masculine, muscular, pumped up, grunting man. That's not what it is to be a top. Being a top is a mindset. It's a mindset of what you want to do in a situation, where you want to be, how you want to treat your partner, all different kinds of things. Being a top also, it means you have a lot of responsibility in this relationship as well. Just because you're the partner who drops off to come doesn't mean that that's the only thing you're contributing here. Being a top in a situationship, in a relationship, you are still expected to be a part of this relationship just as much as the person who is receiving your dick. <laughs> being a top is just sexual. It has nothing to do with you having a free pass to just be an asshole in a relationship. Also, being a top, you need to consider what happens to bottoms in the situations, especially when you're going to have sex or be in a relationship or hook up with somebody who is a bottom what the bottom has to do to prepare for you to enter their life or just to enter their butt. <laughs> so one of the things I want to talk about now that my situationship has ended, of course, I've gotten back into this realm of dating, hooking up or 
trying to develop something with somebody. Me being a man who completely identifies as a bottom, there's a few things that I look for in top. Tops, the first thing is that I break you down into two class groups. One kind of top is a pounder and one kind of top is a digger. A pounder is when you are a top who is going about to have sex with a bottom and your main focus is just pounding away the ass until you come. You know, we've seen it, we've heard it, we've watched it in different porns, maybe you've experienced it, where you have a top who on the first entrance into the good China, into the great nether realm, they just ram their dick on up in there. They just ram it on in and then they just start pounding. And it's just this constant pace of... The whole time. The pace doesn't change. They are literally just pounding away at your ass. Now, for some people, that can be quite enjoyable. So I'm not going to doubt the skill in some men who are pounders. Some men are very good at it. The, it looks like you're watching a jackrabbit fuck. And if you want a pound, if you like a pounder, that's okay. But if you are a bottom who doesn't want a pounder, it's okay for you to speak up about that. And if the top just says, well, this is just the way that I have sex, then that means that they don't respect you as the bottom who is receiving the pounding. <laughs> Understand that pounding away during sex can be very pleasurable it can be the climax to a sexual situation. But as a bottom, that doesn't always feel good. Sometimes we need you to start off a little slow. Sometimes we need you to change up the pace because it's getting boring. Sometimes the pounding just doesn't feel good. And as a bottom, you don't have to just sit there and take it, even though, you know, a lot of tops out there just expect that we're just supposed to take it. You're just supposed to take it. And if you don't take it, that means you can't take dick. Or if you take it too well, that means you've been fucked too much and you're loose and you don't have walls. They will have these things out there for you as a bottom. So it's okay for you to voice as the bottom to the top. This isn't enjoyable. This isn't what I like. Let me show you what I like. There's nothing wrong with that. The other side of this is the digger. The digger is the kind of top who maybe will go in a little slow or maybe will go in hard. But is it pounding away? He maybe understands that pelvic motions are more important than me just ramming my dick in and out of your body. He may also understand that you need just a little time to adjust to the dick before you start pounding away at the ass. He may slide it in slowly. Maybe just put the tip in. Maybe go to the middle and come back out. And then wait for your body to adjust to it. Those are the type of tops that I like. And just so you know... Anybody who's listening who's wondering what kind of top I like, I need a, a digger. I need a digger. A man who's going to take his time and carve out my pussy. <laughs> Get deep into it like he's carving out a fresh pumpkin. <laughs> Getting a jack-o'-lantern ready for Halloween. That's what I need you to do to me. And that's okay as a bottom if you like that. And it's okay as a bottom if you don't like that. Because there are a lot of men out there who don't like that. But at the bottom, you have the right to say, this is the kind of sex that I like. And as the top, you need to be the person to listen. Because in a sexual situation, unfortunately, tops, the only thing that you're bringing into this dynamic is the actual dick. The actual penetration. That is what you're bringing. Another thing for my tops 
coming to the table. And maybe this is just being being new, getting back out into the scene of interacting, 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 dating, fucking, hooking up. You need to know what you bring to this tabletops. You need to know. Now, I'm going to use one example. I had a top, strictly top, who interacted with me. And, of course, I got back on the apps, the grinder, the growlers, and all that shit. And I think he talked to me in grinder. And on grinder, he's like, hey, it's totally strict top here, looking for a big booty bottom to get up with, hopefully to become friends with benefits. You know, kind of checked a lot of labels for me that I really wanted to have in this new era of me getting up with guys. So we start messaging back and forth. And he's like, okay, can you host? Yes, I can host. That's not a problem. Hosting means we're going to have the fucking session at my house. I'm not going to his house or hotel. Okay, no problem. The second thing he asked me is, do you drive? I said, well, I don't drive, but if I need a car, I can definitely get a hold of car. Or I can always use Uber and Lyft, which is normal. Third question from him. I don't drive. Can you pick me up? And can we come back to your place? That was a red flag for me at the beginning. I said, well, let's talk more. See if this is actually where I want to go to. And if push comes to shove, I'll just get you an Uber to come here. So then his next question is, well, do you smoke? And I said, yes, I smoke. I smoke weed. I love smoking weed. That's what I smoke. Okay, do you drink? Yes, I do drink. Perfect. Now, he kept asking questions while I'm asking questions intermittently here. You know, information about him. And he never answered any of my questions. He only kept asking his own questions. So then his next statement was, I want to come through. We can smoke. And then can you buy a bottle? Because I want to drink. So I responded back. Well, can't you buy a bottle since I'm already bringing the weed and you're not going to match me, apparently? His response is, oh, no, I can't. I can't afford a bottle. I'm broke. But, you know, I'm going to fuck you. All right. So we're going to stop that there. And I stopped the conversation with him on the apps, too. I need y'all to understand his tops. You need to understand what you're bringing to the situation. You're bringing the dick. That is what you're bringing. It is not the most important thing in this situation and is not needed for me to get off. Let's just understand that from jump. As a bottom, a responsible bottom, I have to go through the process of cleaning myself out, which is douching or fleeting, which is not the easiest process and does take some time. Then on top of that, I got to make sure my house is ready and presentable for you to come over. Then on top of that, you want to smoke up my weed and not bring any. And then on top of that, you're expecting me to go get a bottle so that way you can drink it up and not replace it. And then to top it all off, you don't even have a way here. So I either have to come up out my pockets and pay for you to get here or get off my ass, drive to come and get you, drive to get back, drive to drop you off after we're done, and then drive back home. So what are you bringing to this situation, Mr. Top? All of the tops that are out there, I want you to replay these scenarios in your head if you have had them, where you have come at the bottom as they need to supply and do everything, and all you're coming over to do is mess up the work that they did to clean themselves out. All you're going to do is replace everything that they took out of their ass with a bunch of cum and lube and probably some hand soap. 
Because a lot of you tops out there, especially now that I'm starting to get back into the scene, I've noticed you'll come over and then your dick smells like my hand soap, which means you only washed your shit at the sink at my house. And I'm probably only going to get dick that lasts about 10 to 15 minutes. That's ass. And that doesn't taste that good because it tastes like my hand soap and I try to suck it. And the rest of it probably smells like you haven't washed your dick in about four months. Now, if you're into that, you're into that, that's you, no judgment, but that's not what's for me, especially if you're supposed to be a top who is coming over to show me a good time and give me some good dick. So that means I keep giving you ass in the future. Now, (laughs) I say all that to be said because yes, it was a very personal situation that this happened in, but tops, y'all gotta do better. Y'all gotta do better. I need you to understand that we are excited to take your dick. We are excited to take your load and we want to do that. But as a bottom, it takes some time to get in that mindset and be prepared to give you all this ass. You got to understand, we are opening up a hole that is quite small to take a dick that in most cases is quite big. And we got to be in the mindset to do that. One of the things when it comes to good sex, especially bottoming, and if you want to be a bottom who bottoms without pain, one of the first things that you have to do is be relaxed. It takes a mindset to be ready to take that dick and the pounding and everything that comes with it. It it takes a mindset. You're going to throw us out of that mindset if we now have to get up and come pick you up and give you a ride begrudgingly, frustrated and angry about it. We're going to be annoyed and frustrated if we see that you're going to be only smoking up all our shit, drinking all our shit, and we get nothing. It's a turnoff when I'm expected to do backflips and gymnastics to get your dick ready and all aroused. And then when you're ready, you just jam it in me with no concern at all. (laughs) I'm laughing because I've been with so many tops who have done this. And then I've been with very good tops who understand that I am a bottom and I want to be comfortable and happy taking your dick. And everything leading up to this has made me so happy that my pussy was already throbbing before you walk through these doors and you are ready to go in at any time. A lot of people will say, oh, well, this is the information that you're giving, AJ. It's very, very feminine. Or, well, that's what you do with a woman, not men. In the same case of women, Being the receptive partner, the partner who's about to take this pounding, you got to be relaxed and you got to be ready for it. You do. If you're not relaxed or ready for it, it's not going to be comfortable for the partner taking it. And sure, the partner giving it may enjoy it because you don't have to relax your muscles. You just got to jam a hard object into a hole that finally opens up because now the muscles can no longer resist. Not resisting out of happiness and satisfaction, but no longer resisting because it hurts too much to try and resist. (sighs) My tops, my tops, my tops. You provide a great service in this community of gay men. But I do want you to understand that your services can be easily replaced and far more happily replaced with a dildo. And the same goes for us as bottoms. A flashlight, a tunnel, whatever can be replaced. Well, we can be replaced by that if we aren't doing what we need to do. So tops, if you want to have a good experience with me, 
another bottom or anybody else who falls into the queer spectrum, listen to your partner and what their body is saying to you before you just get happy and start shoving a dick into places. Just listen. Listen to your partner. Listen to yourself. Your partner's body is going to let you know what's going on. And if that's an issue for you, you may want to talk with somebody. And if you can't talk with somebody, you may need to talk with yourself in the mirror and wonder why bottoms of your life no longer contact you after sex. Or maybe the bottoms in your life that you have had sex with have tried to pipe up and say things to you, but after being shot down, over-talked, and overwhelmed, they just stop fucking with you. At some point, it's not just the bottom, it's also you. So if this is something that happens to you often, maybe reevaluate how you have sex. Maybe learn how to have sex in a healthy way. Or maybe practice with somebody. Go to somebody and say, I don't know how to make you happy in sex. So maybe we can try different things that you want to explore that'll give me more experience and more knowledge so the next time I'm ready to have sex with an individual, I can listen to their body and their needs along with mine. (sighs) Tops, that's just what I had for you. Just this quick little reconnect with y'all because we're going to make this a weekly thing now. Now I know I've talked shit in the past. Oh, you're going to get an episode for me every now and then. Now I'm going to make this a weekly posting and update to have a chance to talk with all of you. And if any of you have had issues with tops, the grocery store, and or the actual physical sexual partner, reach out to me. Let's talk about it. You want some advice? You want some things to say? We're going to talk about it. Not only is me just being a bottom, but as somebody who loves and enjoys to have sex with tops, <laughs> maybe we can have some moments to talk and see where it goes. So if you want to interact with the show, feel free to do so on all of the socials at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy, or you can reach me by email at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle. G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to check out your emails. And whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please rate and review it. Give me five stars and leave a comment. It really helps. Because again, like I've said through all this time, without you, this show is impossible. And I appreciate y'all listening and doing everything that you do. I'm officially at 26,000 plays of this podcast. So I appreciate y'all. I love, love, love it. And continue to support. And I'll be out there with y'all. Remember that this fight isn't over for equality for Black people, and we need to keep going. I am very happy about the verdict of conviction for Derek Chauvin, but now we need to see the actual sentencing. That's what we need to see. We need to feel it. We need to see that this man is going to spend decades, if not his life, behind bars. So keep up the good fight. The fight is not over. Equality is not here just because we have one conviction. We need to keep going and win this war. But I will talk to you with y'all again in a little bit. Bye.